It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to, I guess we'll call it the inaugural Steelers postgame podcast for the 2020 season because it's the first time this season the Steelers have not been victorious. The Steelers lose 23 to 17 to the, the football team, the Washington football team at Heinz Field week 13, and it was ugly. And there's a lot to talk about. Although I do feel like there are some fans that are probably like, okay, got that out of the way. There were fans that wanted this team to lose a game. I'm not one of them, but there were fans that said, I just want them to lose one and get it out of the way. But joining me as always, a part of the trio, welcome in Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. Brian, what's going on? Are you happy that the Steelers finally lost a game? Well, you know what? I've got family members and friends checking on my well-being to make sure that I'm not out on the ledge. But no, I'm not happy they lost. In fact, I'm incensed that they lost. That's not a relief. There was a goal of 16-0. They didn't get there. They have nobody to blame but themselves, and I'll get into that. Dave Schofield, other co-editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. Dave, what's going on? Are you happy they lost? No, I'm not happy they lost. <laughs> How dare you even ask a question? <laughs> Next question. I, I knew you were going to get – I knew I was going to get a rise out of you. All right, so the Pittsburgh Steelers lose. And like I said, there are a ton of talking points in this game. I mean a ton. And so before we get to the X's and O's, the stats, because what we always do, and, and those that are giving super chats on YouTube, we'll get to them as, as quick as we can. I'll do this one right off the bat. Faceless Man gives us $2. Game is on Tomlin. Why didn't we kick on fourth? Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Um, guys, something that's not going to be talked about on the box score, what is one area, because there's been a bunch, what is the one area that you're looking at this game saying, 
holy cow, like th- this one thing, or maybe more than one, that didn't go right. Like, what? what is that in this game that was a loss? Does that make sense, Brian? I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What, what is that for you after this game? Like, when you're thinking back, something that's not, like, tangible numbers that we're going to go over anyways, what is that one thing about this game you want to discuss? Extending drives on third down for the de- uh, the defense dropped the ball in the big way by uh, yeah. by let not by letting them extend drives and it was ridiculous. Yeah, Dave, what about you? Just it it seemed like it was too much taken for granted throughout the whole game. Like even me, I wasn't the the gift three points at the end of the first half. I'm just like, eh. You know, the whole time, up until the fourth quarter, things, little things that the Steelers aren't getting done, I'm still, eh, you know, they're going to, you know, they'll overcome. And they all piled up to where they couldn't. Yeah. To me, if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to put a pin in where I think the game completely changed, it wasn't the end of the half. That was bogus. And I want to get into that at some point during this podcast. The way that the officiate, the officiating was awful. From start to finish, both sides of the ball, both teams, but the way that they gifted the Washington football team three points at the end of the first half, it, it was hysterical when Dean Blandino on Fox is trying to explain that. And he goes, Well, I think I know what they're talking about with the administrative stuff. And and he's trying, and then basically he gets to the point where he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue what they're doing. And so with all that going on, okay, with all that going on. I think it was the third and 16 play on the first possession of the second half, third quarter. They, the the football team is going the wrong way. Back-to-back penalties. They're facing a third and 16 and they surrender that in the whole game flipped at that time. All of a sudden the Steelers defense gives up a time consuming drive. If they don't, it's, it's so tough. This is something that Joe Gibbs used to always say that you could point to like four or five different plays or situations in a football game that equate to the outcome. Some might say the goal line situation with Pittsburgh. Some might say TJ Watts holding penalty. Um, But you know what? We'll get into all that. We'll get into all that. But Brian, let's do what we normally do. Your knee jerk reaction. So the game's over. What is your gut telling you right now as it pertains to this game? My gut tells me that there was nobody on this team that played well enough to deserve to win. And also, and that includes uh, one guy that I never rip on and I haven't ripped on the entire year, but that includes Mike Tomlin that did not deserve to win this game when I don't care whether he's a brand new kicker and you don't want to put him in a position to put the game on their shoulders. That's his job to have 28 yards away. There's a 28-yard line. It's a 45-yard field goal. He's a professional. Give him an opportunity to kick the ball and tie the game. So knee-jerk reaction, everybody blew it. Okay, what about you, David? Knee-jerk reaction. I disagree with that statement from one Brian Anthony Davis, especially okay. with a person who was, who was tasked with coaching kickers. What you do every time you coach a kicker, now granted it wasn't anywhere close to the professional level, is every night, every stadium, every situation in pregame, you are going through to say, coach, if we're going this way, we're good for this yards. If we're going that way, we're good for that yards. There were reports of Matthew Wright coming up short on 45-yard field goals prior to the game. 
And if that is the case, you don't put your kicker in that situation. That's just the hand they were dealt. This was like a perfect storm of just crappy situations. It was a perfect crap storm. Okay, between yeah. the injuries on defense, continued drops. That's this offense. Shame on you. Now, granted, you only had five days. That's the part of the perfect crap storm that goes up with all of this is that you didn't have much time to turn it around, but you, you came back with as many, possibly more drops than what you had, which you were completely ridiculed for against Baltimore on Wednesday. Yes, I know that was just last Wednesday. So you've got to, you can't turn around and have the same mistakes five days later and expect a different result. You know, you got by the first time you didn't get by this time. Yeah. And you know, I said this on, on Twitter at the end of the game, I said, you know, honestly, if you're honest with yourself, the Steelers have been struggling the last few weeks, period. They just have found ways to win, whether it's a key turnover, whether it's a big play on offense, wherever, whatever the case may be, the Steelers have found a way to win. And tonight they just weren't able to get that big play whether it was, you know, TJ Watt with the the forced fumble and instead of just falling on the ball, he tries to scoop and score, which I get it. You're trying to make a big play for your team. It, it just, it was one of those weird games. You talk about the injuries as well, as Dave mentioned, it's, it, it was, <laughs> Dave put it back, it was a perfect crap storm for the Pittsburgh Steelers that equates in their first loss. Miscues galore for this team on both offense and defense. And we're going to talk about all that here during this podcast. So if you're joining us, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, if you're just now finding us for the first time, maybe you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube, check out our audio platform because we have a lot of other content there. Anywhere where you get your podcast search BTS, I'm sorry, behind the steel curtain or Steelers, and you'll find our podcast platform. Follow us so that you don't miss a thing. Let's get to some super chats quickly. Weldon one Oh one gives four ninety nine. He says, I see good and bad sucks to lose but might be pressure off the Steelers backs or if Alex doesn't cheat and we kick the field goal, we would have tied. I I still don't understand um, how, (laughs) how that actually went down the first half and anyone with a brain can see how it went down. Alex Smith runs off with the football and suddenly there's no delay of game. There's everyone's just like, Oh, we're just going to stop the clock administrative issues. And we're going to give him an extra shot. It was definitely fishy, but Let's keep in mind the Steelers didn't lose by a field goal. They lost by six. Brandon Keene gives us 499 says for years, it was run the ball in cold weather and stop the run. Steelers struggle with both. They did well against the rush, but let the running back beat them receiving. That is for sure. They couldn't defend the swing pass or just out in the flat. Even Weldon 101 gives us 499. He says overall though, the drops are unacceptable to me. And in my opinion, the main reason the Steelers lost, you get paid millions to do one job do it there there is no excusing the loss the drops at this point no one no one absolutely no one sean the don gives us ten dollars ten dollars is throwing over 100 times in two games no run game at all drop pass is killing us we need to figure out soon love you guys finally able to catch the live stream let's go Steelers. thank you for the tip we appreciate that and you are absolutely right so we're going to diagnose this stuff in case it's your first time ever on this, let's say you're on Facebook and it's your first time ever catching the post-game podcast, we are going to diagnose this going through the, the box score, position by position, player by player, not really player by player for every position. And we're going to talk about that player and what went right and what went wrong, okay? So let's start off with the offense like we always do. Here we go, Ben Roethlisberger, 33 for 53, 305 yards, 
5.8 average, two touchdowns. He had that one interception. Really, uh, he had three batted balls, I believe, at the line of scrimmage, all by Montez Sweat. Uh, didn't get sacked again, though, guys. Uh, that's something to note. We'll just put it that way. Uh, finishes with a rating of 82.6. All right, guys. Tough grades. I think this is a tough grade. Brian, we'll start with you. How do you grade BTR, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger? I'm going with a C. And that's the highest grade that I'm going to even try to give uh, him or maybe, well, mostly anybody. But, you know, really, he did not make things happen in this game. I get it. He had drops. But really, it was, uh, it, it seemed like it was uninspired. It really seemed like, you know, I like what Dave said earlier, that uh, when he kept on saying, eh, you know, they're going to come back, they're going to do it. That's kind of the way I felt that, uh the whole team played and that includes Ben by really not uh, by taking this game for granted and not taking Washington as seriously as they should have. Okay. Dave, what's your grade for uh, Ben? I don't know. He'll probably get my highest grade and I think I'll give him, I can't decide between a C plus or a B minus. It's not that Ben played that terrible. It's just that Ben didn't, throw the team on his back and go win the game earlier than what he needed to. And, I mean, he comes out there down three and the very first ball gets batted up in the air, which if you look at it, the defender, he never even came up and made contact with Chooks for. He hung back. You can't blame Chooks for letting him jump up and get it. The guy never even ran up the Chooks. He was playing to bat that ball the whole time. So, but once again, the Steelers were having hardly any time and they were going to throw a ball up, you know, at the line of scrimmage at the sidelines. So I don't really like that play call. So I'll probably go with, I'll go with the C plus. And like you said, it's probably, probably the best, but it's not that Ben was out there losing the game for them. Ben was not getting the support. Um, I'll, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'll, I'll get into the other stuff later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go um I'm going to go with a B because in my opinion Roethlisberger I think is still playing really well. We can nitpick his game all we want. For instance, the Anthony McFarland play on fourth and short, could that maybe have been a better thrown pass that would be easier for him to to make it's easier catch for him to make? Yeah, I think it could be. But ultimately, I mean the drops that we talked about, he did throw for two touchdowns. I don't put the interception on him. Um Here's what's happening. The Steelers are relying on him to win them a championship. And when he was coming off the 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 shoulder, the, I'm sorry, the elbow surgery, we were all saying if they can get a running game, they wouldn't need to rely on Ben. And now they can't run the ball at all. We'll talk about that here shortly. But still, I'm not putting this loss on Roethlisberger at all. This isn't a, a five-interception game. I mean, it, this is where sometimes a guy needs some help, and I don't think he got that help. On, on this Wednesday evening against Washington um, in week 13. I didn't think he got the help that he needed. He can only do so much, and so I, I'm going to give him a B. It's still not a great grade. I mean, you want your quarterback to be in the A's all, all the time, but still. Isaac Aguilera gives us $5. He said, how does Ben not see that McFarland's left alone on an island? If he just hits it, McFarland has nothing but daylight ahead of him. I know what you're talking about because I saw it. When they motioned McFarland out wide, there was definite confusion on the Washington defense. Um, and he's talking about the fourth and short play. 
that I alluded to, they got exactly what they wanted. They got John Bostic in coverage. And John Bostic is a guy that the Steelers know well. He used to play for them for a season. And it, it just, it, the, the play worked. <laughs> that's the thing. It's just, it wasn't a completed pass. I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sorry. Well, and that's it's really not, it's, tough to just make an adjustment like the receipt, like the running yeah. back in Ben knows. You're talking about a rookie running back. He had to, he still, Ben couldn't even try to get him to do something different. Most likely he just had to let the, let the yeah. play run out, run its course and try to make it work. And I'm, and I'm sorry. I said Wednesday. I literally don't know what day of the week is because <laughs> of this weird schedule. I said Wednesday. It's actually, I think it's Monday, right? Holy cow. It's Monday. All right, so it's Monday. I apologize for that. Greg gives us five dollars. You have to put some bl- some of the blame on Ben. You know that a lot of the horrendous play calling is on him. So many passes, and it's all so predictable. I don't know who to believe anymore when it comes to the play calling, because Roethlisberger and all the receivers are talking about Ben dialing up stuff, and then Mike Tomlin and Randy Feetner poo poo that and say no, no, Feetner's calling the plays. And then when things struggle, it's Feetner that comes out and says Ben's calling those plays. I don't know who to believe anymore, to be honest with you. I don't know if Matt Canada has any say in it, because honestly, it where's the, where's those motions and everything? Where's gone? the jet sweep? They're yeah. gone. All the stuff that worked early on, it seems like they've kind of abandoned that. So that's something to note. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vernon Woody gives us four ninety nine. Said this type of loss, coupled with the injuries to key players, may last a few weeks. Yeah, we'll talk about the injuries here in a second, uh, but still, not good. We'll put it that way. Not good. All right, um, let's get to the next position. Uh, let's go with the rushing, the running game. Anthony McFarlane, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Anthony McFarlane leads the Steelers in rushing, four rushes for 15 yards, 3.8 average. Benny Snell, eight carries for five. Jalen Samuels, one for one. Roethlisberger, one carry, zero yards. They carry the ball 14 times for 21 yards, averaging 1.5. That'll take their 3.8 average and just drop it even lower. Guys, the running the running backs, let's put it this way. Running backs, how are you grading them? Brian, go with you. Do we really even have to go through this? Just grade them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, F. Oh, I could. Uh, you broke oh, up a little bit. broke up a little bit, yeah. so I didn't hear the F oh, part. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for me to break it down. You just did. 1.5, awful, F. All right, Dave. Any change? <laughs> I'm I'm going F as well just because of production, but I am going to say this. It's not all on the running backs, yeah. but they still weren't good. No. The, the bad running game is not all on the running backs, but they still weren't good. Well, let's talk about this because you know what grade I'm going to give them. It's an F. I mean, they, they rushed mm-hmm. for like 20-some yards in a, in a game. Let's talk about this, Dave. No. 21. Oh, sorry. 21. <laughs> yards so they rushed for 21 i don't think anyone's going to disagree with the the fact that that should be an f grade but let's talk about this because we'll grade the offensive line and we always say the same thing it's been the same thing for the last what five weeks well they protect ben well but they can't run the ball so let's actually dive into this topic for once dave we'll start with you how much of this is on the offensive line because i'm going to say that if i were giving a percentage i would say that upwards of 90 percent of this is on the offensive line 10% 10% on the backs. Honestly, honest to goodness. I don't think there's anywhere for these guys to go. I don't see holes that Benny Snell's missing. There's nothing there. Anthony McFarland was the only one that saw any semblance of daylight tonight, and he had nine yards, and then we that was it. So, Dave, go ahead. What's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, it's a lot on the offensive line, but I'm still saying I don't think I don't think they built this offensive line for the run. I don't think they scheme this offensive line for the run. I don't think you know, this is more than just them going out and playing hard. You know, I, I got to throw that out there, <laughs> which would be nice if they did. But it it comes down to they're I mean, so many times they're having their offensive lines not with their hand in the dirt in a two-point stance, like they're running a play, and all they're wanting to do is I've seen different philosophies with with offense. I I, I wish I, I wish KT Smith was here to to help play this out. There are literally offensive philosophies of you or do not push your guy down the field and in and, and run pat and run blocking because you don't want to make it appear that you're actually running the ball. You all your job is to just to turn him a certain way and they're not getting pushed. They're having they're getting pushed like it's a pass rush. And therefore you can't it. I I did say on that fourth and goal with Benny Snell at least David DeCastro fell on his guy and was in the end zone. He got some push at the point of attack, but yeah. Chase Young came so fast around the edge that he that he kept he kept Snell from even getting up. And it was I don't know if it was Chooks or if it was Hawkins did get driven down into the hole some where DeCastro at least did that. But they are not getting push in the run game. Teams know they're not going to push him in the run game, and. This is constantly what I've been saying for a while. I know I seem like I'm frustrated, but but you do something to win and you keep doing it. And I get it. But teams are continuing to adjust to you and you're just getting by barely with these things. And you can see that there's problems because you're not running the ball well and, and things of that sort. And rather than fix them, because now teams have that tape on you and know what to do, you just try to get by with it and it catches up to you. The Steelers need to change what they are doing overall, philosophically, schematically, and effort when it comes to running the ball. It, there, there is blame to go around to everybody. And, I mean, this goes to the GM. This goes as high as Kevin Colbert of, of the type of offensive line that you have established. It's from the very top down. Everyone takes some blame in it. So go ahead real quick, Dave. What's your percentage on how much of the blame is on the line and how much is on the back? I said 90. What's yours? Oh, if you're going just the line and the back and I'm not, and you're not blaming. Not, you're no, not that's the only two teams, options. Only two. Then options. I'm going, then I'm going 60, 40, 60 okay. line, 40 back. But I think, but I, I think if you throw the scheme and everything into it, I think that's 75% of the problem. All right. Brian Anthony Davis, your turn. Go. Well, I think it's, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, let's go 70 line. Nah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more 65 line. <laughs> do I have my number 35? <laughs> I can't do math right now. I knew uh, you were going to do some stupid number. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, 60, 67.4. 3.65% is the line and so, whatever's left is the running back. You know what? I, I got to tell you, I'm frustrated with the whole thing, but you know, I, I like everything Dave said. A lot of people in the live chat are saying it, that uh, things have not been the same with the running game since not just the line coach is gone, has been gone for a few years, Mike Munchak, but he was also the run game coordinator. And it just does not seem like it's been the same as far as running the ball since he's been gone. Um, you know, he's not coming back. You know, everybody wants him back. Somebody wants to fire uh, Sean Surrett, and I, I see that happening. But 
it goes a little deeper for me. You know, what I'm thinking, it's just like there's an identity to this team now, and the identity is we are going to pass the ball, and running is an afterthought. It's not really a part of their identity now. Um, it, it doesn't even seem like they practice it too much. I'm sure they do. I I get it. I mean, I know that I'm just a, fan, a frustrated fan on the outside, but we've seen this building, and now, like Dave said, Jeff, you had a show the other day that uh, – the Steelers have a the Steelers and Ravens provided a recipe to beat the Steelers the other day. Um, you had that show, so yeah. it's really, I mean, this is a very predictable team. Dave talked about them being predictable the other day. The offense just is not getting it done, and they can't be one dimensional. And they have made themselves one dimensional. Absolutely. Let's get to some super chats here. Uh, Arthur Steele gives us four ninety nine. Says the running game bad, offense bad. No excuses, but we must be tired with five days rest. No, I'm getting a, a weird feeling. Major cause for concern. I don't know. We'll talk about that. Tate Boys gives us two ninety nine drops. Vince on McKissick in coverage. Play Dotson. The thing about Dotson and Tate. No, but th- that's what that's what happens with the injury. Spillane went down. Well, no, I mean, yeah, but no, uh, Dave will back him about the Dotson talk because we'll talk yeah. about the defense later. Yeah. About the Dotson talk, people would forget that in terms of grading, if you're looking at like PFF, if you even put any validity into those grades, Dotson grades out as a better pass blocker than run blocker. Now, uh, coming out of college, he was the complete opposite. Everyone said he's a road grader. He's a downhill guy. I'm not sure that's the answer. We'll just put it that way. Um Soul Cavern gives us $5. Two things are very clear. Losing Bush is killing our defense. Randy Land is horrible. The backs are better than the yardage. Um, Devin Bush is, I mean, we knew this. I mean, we yeah. knew it was going to be bad. And Spillane was playing admirably. Yeah. You saw, you saw a difference when he went down. Yeah. yeah. I thought that Avery Williamson kind of was settling in a little bit. But yeah. You have to change the scheme up with him and Williams out there together. It, yeah. That's completely changed. I mean, and notice Spillane was injured, and there was plays where you saw Williams and, and Williamson both on the sideline. Yeah. They ran all defensive backs out there. Yeah, and they, and they, they, the they've down. been using a lot of Marcus Allen. We'll get to the defense. Yeah. We'll get to the defense. Uh, SCH Noah gives us a dollar. I'm sorry if I missed the question there. If you get it, uh, Dave, you see if that. If I find too. one from him, I'll bring yeah, it Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and I think I missed a couple here. Let me see if I can track them down. If not, uh, Dave, a little help. We're just, we got a lot. Here we I'm go. Brandon, Brandon Keene gives us four ninety nine. Said to cash the only lineman playing above the line in the run game. Even when Pouncey is in, I've seen the running backs miss holes, but where is Derek Watt on that? Uh, hey, everyone wants to talk about that goal line stand. Derek Watt was in there and they actually ran a traditional eye formation and they got stoned cold. So I we all want to sit here and talk about that. Oh, do this, do that. Here they, they tried. It's like they were trying everything and nothing worked. So let's keep going with our grades, shall we? Hold on. Did you get all these? Ah, uh, did you get our dingo dollars? No, I missed that one. Do you have it? There's a dingo dollar. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I missed one. I think uh, Mark, one Mark Davidson says tough game for the Steelers as we played a good football team. That is the Washington football team. Eleven and one is still awesome. Just got to work on a few things. I agree. I agree. What's the other one, Dave? Wilson, uh, I guess it's, is it Pava? Maybe? I don't know. 690. Appreciate that. He said, need a more creative offensive coordinator. Ben should have been, Ben should have, Ben should have better play calling options on passes and runs. Canada replaced Randy. Also, any chance we get Munchak back? I don't think so. Um, Holy cow. They're coming in like crazy right now. Uh, Let's see here. What's the next one? Here was the one from, 
Okay. Noah, who gave us another dollar but didn't have the Matt Filer should be the starting right tackle, and Dotson, the better the best run blocking lineman, should be starting at left guard. Filer is too soft to play at guard. Dotson is the mauler this team suggests when he's I'd be shocked. Let's just put it that way. If they make a move like that, I would be absolutely shocked. Dave, if you have them, go ahead and fire them up there and I'll read them. I'm I'm still looking. I <laughs> I, I well, I skipped. You what skipped was the last some. one we did? Um, uh, we did the dingo. Did we get Occam's? Let's see. I got. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I got Occam's. Here we go. Occam's okay. OX says he gives us four ninety nine. Says they didn't change anything from that Ravens fiasco. Teams know how to defend that short pass game now. Add the drops and no run game. It's a recipe to lose. I agree with that. It, yeah, the offense looked just like it did last Wednesday. Yep. It didn't really look any different. My melanated scope gives us a dollar ninety nine. He says plant the wide receivers in front of the jugs all day. I feel like they you probably know, do that. You know what I'm worried about with that? What's that? These last two games have been much colder than all the games they've played all season. And if they're not catching the ball because it's cold, then That's they're in trouble. Because guess what? It's going to be up. cold Sunday night in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be cold the following Monday in Cincinnati. It's going to be cold at home against, against uh, Indianapolis. And it's going to be cold in Cleveland. Vernon Woody puts his 499. He puts it, hits a nail on the head. I'm 57 years old and I'm a, and a Steelers fan. All those years, I have never seen an offensive line pass block so well, but can't run block for two yards. That is fact. But that's what they were designed to oh, do. Yeah. Well, they were also designed to they were also designed to run block for a runner like Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Who's patient enough to be able to wait, 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 boom, hit the hole. They don't have that back. Maybe Anthony McFarland, but he's not. He's not there yet. Put it that way. Grayson Brown, four ninety nine in the tip jar. He says, "I don't know if I if I should be upset or relieved. This was a loss on the offense. Four days between games is kind of rough. Not going to lie. Well, hey, don't worry. The Ravens got an extra day off. We'll put it that way. All right. Let's and, and for someone who's <laughs> telling me Indy's inside in a dome, that game's at Heinz Field. Yes, there you go. They're all <laughs> outdoor cold weather games remaining. That's what they got. Yeah, you're right. Cleveland, Cincinnati, Buffalo." Pittsburgh. They're you think they have to try they have three on the last four on the road, and they're all the three closest games, you know, to them. Yeah. So that's crazy. All right. Let's let's move it along through this dreadful yeah. offense. <laughs> um, okay, though, let's go to the receiving core. I was actually right with one of my predictions. James Washington Roy leads Washington. the receiving core in yards. Two receptions for 80 yards, one touchdown with a 50-yard long. Deontay Johnson, eight catches on 12 targets for 71 yards. He did have a touchdown. Eric Ebron, seven catches on 11 targets for 68. Chase Claypool, two catches on only four targets. That drives me nuts. For 38 yards, Juju Smith-Schuster, seven receptions for 28 yards on 10 targets. Jalen Samuels, three for 11 on four, and then some others. Very minuscule numbers. Guys, let's grade the receiving core. Brian, we'll start with you. Two touchdowns out of them. Um, tried to move the ball. Too many drops. I, I mean, I know I'm being overly critical today, but I don't really see me giving themselves giving them any better than a D. Yeah, I, I, I get it, Dave. What about you? Um, I'm. I'll throw a plus. No, I'll go. I'm going to go C minus because James Washington is a bright spot. You know, in in what he was able to do, most of these passes were there. I mean, Chase Claypool. I think they were doing everything they could to try to take him away. He once again draws a a defensive pass interference. It the drops to me. I, I know Juju had one. If he'd have caught that ball, there was a penalty that would have got called back anyway. But still, you don't want to drop it. Okay, 
But Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron are really struggling with the fumble fumbleys. I mean, they're not even at least they're not catching them all first and fumbling it. Yeah, they didn't have any of them like they did last week. But it just when you're looking at the whole unit, you've just got to say you can't. You, you, if if you're going to rely so heavy on the pass, you can't drop passes. You can't drop passes. If you're going to if you're going to be that pass happy, you can't drop that many. I mean, obviously you're going to occasionally have a drop, but not that many back-to-back games. Can't happen. I'm going to go with a D because it's just it's like a roller coaster ride with this receiving core. I mean, it is literally you get Deontay Johnson who has a back-breaking drop and then he has a great catch and run and then you have eric ebron with a nice catch and a, a catch and run maybe and then he has a heartbreaking drop and juju smith schuster on that third and i think it was third and 13 or maybe third and 15 early in the game he has a drop and he's visibly upset it, it's just so inconsistent and it's just kind of is typified by this receiving core i'm going to give him a d period um, Arthur Steele, dollar ninety nine says no running game will tire out your wide receivers. Run better. Well, mm-hmm. the right the wide receivers are getting work for sure. They're getting work for sure. Now, I will say this: uh, let's do let's do real quick before we uh, go over to the defensive side of things. Let's grade the offensive line pass protection. Let me look at those numbers here for you guys. They didn't give up a sack. That's mm-hmm. really important when you're playing the defense that is second in sacks. Uh, quarterback hits, they only gave up two. <laughs> That's really remarkable. Uh, ben Roethlisberger did have uh, some vintage Ben Roethlisberger plays uh, tonight where he was stepping up in the pocket, he was scrambling, had that really nice sidestep of the pass rusher. I don't know who that pass rusher was. But, guys, let's grade yeah. the uh, O-line in terms of pass blocking. Brian, start with you. You know what? I can't not give them an A. They they did nothing wrong in the situation. They uh, they kept Ben clean. If he's only getting hit twice, um, you know there not many hurries. The hurries been uh, been made work. So I'll give him an A on this. I mean it's the it's the best grade of the night that I'm ever going to give. But you know they're doing everything on that end. But this is the same unit that is letting us down somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, Dave. How do you grade the uh, pass blocking of the O line? I mean, if, when you separate it out, they did a, they did what they needed to do. They kept him clean. Uh, I'm sorry, that sidestep on that blitz, you know, and, and they were coming right at right at, <laughs> at, 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 at JC Hasnauer, and um, he just sidestepped it and threw it. And other than the, you know, like I said, you can't even blame that that play where they batted the ball up and got the interception on the offensive line because the defender never even came, you know, he's dropping back to, to pass block him and he dropped and he dropped, he never made contact. So you can't take that on the line. They did a fantastic job. I just don't want to, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it an incomplete because I do not want to give um, any grade that that would be that good. <laughs> I'm going to give him an Out A because <laughs> you have to you, you have to give a good grade when it's warranted. They did not give up a sack. They have not given up a sack since week eight against Baltimore. Sadly, it was in a losing performance, but still impressive nonetheless. Night Rider sixteen gives us five dollars. Is how much of the how much of the not giving up sacks is the line, and how much of it is Ben getting the ball out so fast? No way they can pass block and not run block. I think they work hand in hand. Um, he had some times where he did hold the ball. Yeah, and was able to hold the ball and moved around in the pocket and was not hit. They're doing a really good job. 
they're doing a really good job. And I even noticed to, tonight, uh, evening, whatever the heck it is, um, I even noticed that they didn't require the running backs to to do a lot of blocking like they have been. Uh, so I think it's kudos to the offensive line. John Knox gives us $5. He said, my guess is they go into Buffalo with the same offensive plan, lose again, and finally make some significant scheme changes. I hope you're wrong, John. <laughs> I really hope you're wrong for a lot of reasons. But with that said, if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, don't go anywhere because we're not going anywhere. If you're listening on our audio platform, this is the end of part one. Head over to part two where we talk about defense, give out game balls and all that good stuff. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.